Accrediting Excellence, the international authority for professional coaching and mentoring, proudly presents both sides of the coin. It goes without saying that last year was a very hard year for millions of people across the globe. Hopes are higher for 2021, but as coaches, how can we help our clients thrive still within the parameters that we face? Today, we'll be getting some top tips. Welcome to Both Sides of the Coin, a podcast produced by the IAPC and M. We're a leading accreditation body and our aim is to increase public confidence and to raise industry standards by enforcing a rigorous accreditation process that ensures the quality of professional coaches and mentors. The podcast is aptly named Both Sides of the Coin because we talk to a coach or mentor and one of their clients to explore both sides of the coaching mentoring intervention, what works and what doesn't. As the proverb says, iron sharpens iron. Before we get started, let me introduce myself. I'm Jenny Butter, your host and an accredited master coach. I've been working for nine years, mainly in the area of career transition and life coaching. Joining me today is Tessa Armstrong and her client, Jenny. Tessa is an award-winning accredited career coach and author. She helps people overcome challenges and think more clearly to achieve the best careers for themselves. Jenny worked as a regional fundraising manager for the charity Help for Heroes, but was made redundant due to the pandemic. Working with Tessa, she now has a new vision, which is excited to achieve over this coming year. Welcome both of you. I'm going to start with Tessa and then flip over the coin and speak to Jenny. Tell me about yourself. Hi, morning, Jenny. Well, as you said, I'm an accredited career and performance coach. I specialize in all aspects of careers, so redundancy, career change, confidence building, and I often also help people return to work after a break. I also have personal experience of a career change. I actually used to be a solicitor specializing in family law. I then took a short break and pursued a career change into the charity sector where I worked as a major gifts officer before then setting up my career coaching business, which I've now been running for over 10 years and still absolutely love doing the work that I do. So in the last year, who has your typical client been? My clients come to me from all different backgrounds and for lots of different reasons, but I would say the underlying theme at the moment is really searching for that fulfillment in their careers. And over the last year, I think the pandemic has thrown lots of questions for people and this has made them question their career. So many are coming to me feeling quite unhappy or dissatisfied in their current job and considering a career change or they're seeking help within their current role because of challenges they're experiencing. And obviously many are coming to me who have also been on furlough for quite a few months and then are being made redundant. So there are lots of things going on at the moment for individuals and it's really my turn to start helping them find that fulfillment again and find those opportunities that will best suit them. So where do you start? So this year, the focus in my coaching has actually slightly changed. Um, As we know, COVID-19 has not been easy for anyone. And there is certainly a much stronger focus within my programs on well-being and helping people overcome many more negative beliefs that have arisen over the last year. 
So prior to lockdown, my focus within a career coaching program would always initially be on well-being to help increase confidence, productivity and the ability to overcome challenges, which then forms a good foundation leading into a more detailed focus on careers. And what I would do is get clients to score the five recognized areas of well-being, which are being active, contribution, relationships, learning and relaxation. They would score these areas out of 10 for how satisfied they are in each area. And with the low scores, we would work together to put some goals in place to help raise those scores. Since lockdown, I've noticed that these scores have become exceptionally low and there have been many more increasing negative beliefs. And obviously this is due to these continued restrictions that we're all experiencing. Um, a client actually referred to this as mental overload the other day, and I think she's actually right. Many people are suffering. And so a stronger focus on well-being has been needed to maintain a steady rise in those well-being scores to ease this mental overload and ensure motivation and good health are maintained. Interesting. And so when people have scored themselves, as a coach, where do you take them next? So when they score themselves, we then prioritise the areas that have the lowest scores, work out what's going on for them now in terms of those scores and start putting in place small changes to help raise those scores. So, for example, um, someone I'm working with at the moment is working such long hours at home and doesn't even go outside. So a very small change to put in place is a 10 minute walk, for example. And these little changes will then make more significant changes later on and help these individuals to think about what career they could do in the future because they're actually feeling better about themselves. How do you bridge the gap between what's needed now and what's needed in the future? Do you set a vision for them to achieve or do you start very much in the moment and see where that takes them? It's actually a bit of both. Um, the initial focus is on the present, definitely. So as I said before about the well-being areas, what's going on for them now and encouraging them to make those small positive changes so that they feel more positive Alongside that, it will also be a matter of helping them with changing any negative beliefs. So discussing those, discussing the triggers for those and going through a belief change process to develop a more positive way of thinking. Once I know that is underway and being established and from the language of my client, they're starting to become more positive. That's when we build in the future because their mind will be in a better place to be able to visualize that future and work out what will be the best for them. Thank you, Tessa. So as coaches working with clients um, in 2021, what other top tips have you got for us to help people thrive this year? So again, I think there's a bit of the present and then looking at the future. So firstly, it's being really aware of the impact the pandemic may have had on your client and be ready to help them address negative thoughts arising from this and genuine concerns they may actually have about health and family members, which are ongoing. Um, I particularly noticed the 
effects of remote working and isolation, the effect that has had on working relationships, and this will have an ongoing impact on individuals. So for example, building rapport has been tricky this year, or even just getting hold of colleagues or managers to ask a quick question to clarify an issue. That reassurance is not readily available anymore and is leading to a questioning of abilities for many individuals. So it's being really aware at the moment of all these different things that our clients are going through and ensuring you address those. And then again, as I said earlier about looking to the future and it's really important at this stage to free up their imagination. I always carry out a fantasy exercise with my clients whereby they have to imagine their typical day in their dream job. And we cover all the details, including even what they're wearing for this job. This exercise is so important because the inability to imagine an ideal scenario can be a real block to working out the future. Um, I was taking a client through this um, exercise a couple of weeks ago and we were halfway through it and she said, oh, this is this is where my imagination is going to fail me. So I, I paused the exercise and we discussed that statement. And yes, there were then underlying thought patterns of I can't do it or I won't be able to do another job or I don't have the skills. So we went through the belief change process. She developed a positive way of thinking, which in turn then freed up her imagination, which was a huge breakthrough for her. So big that she actually cried because that freedom to imagine enabled her to admit for the first time she knew what she wanted to do. And actually, she had been too afraid to admit it before. So it's Again, that combination of now and the future and giving clients that space to work through any issues and then freeing up their imagination for that visualisation of what 2021 could be like for them. When you're working with a client and, you know, you have a set um, amount of sessions and then they go off to fulfil their dreams, how do you make sure that they spend time looking back and reviewing on their progress to make sure that they keep on track so they can keep flourishing? Yes. Yeah, so um, during the coaching program, I provide a number of exercise and templates uh, for my clients. So in the last session, we will revisit, for example, those well-being scores um, to ensure that they have all been raised slightly or a lot. Um, and then they understand that process to be able to revisit it again for themselves in the future and keep track of that. We also, in line with the career side of things, we develop a career vision, which is set out on an A4 sheet of paper, setting out their ambitions, the skills they're gonna be using and an action plan. So again, they have something else to refer to when perhaps they're thinking, oh, things aren't going quite right again. Okay, what work did I do with Tessa? Let's revisit this again. I also make sure that clients go away with quite a thorough action plan to enable them to meet their goal and their career aspirations that we've come up with. So again, that is something else that they're able to revisit and adapt if necessary. Superb, Tessa. Is there anything else that's important for you to add? Just at the moment, I think it's also being focused on short term and long term planning um, because there's two issues going on at the moment for many people um, who have perhaps been on furlough for many months and are now being made redundant. 
there is an element of short-term planning to recover that loss of income and to start earning again, as well as the long-term planning of meeting their career aspirations. Um, so there's definitely more of a focus on the two and obviously trying to get the two in line with each other. Thanks so much, Tess. So tell me about working with Jenny. So it's been an absolute pleasure working with Jenny. She has a fantastic sense of humour and great determination. Um, as you said earlier, she was made redundant due to the pandemic following seven months of furlough. So together we recognised current barriers and broke them down to help her overcome them. We worked on building structure and positivity back into her days, focusing on the five areas of well-being to inspire and motivate her. And it was actually all very simple, but very, very effective. And her determination then enabled her to move on to explore career options for the future. And actually her willingness to change and work, work with me helped her in just four sessions to develop a concise and inspirational career vision and a plan for 2021, which she has already started progressing with. And it's all really exciting. Brilliant. Well, let's flip over the coin now and speak to Jenny. Jenny, welcome to both sides of the coin. Tell us more about yourself. Up until November, I was a regional fundraising manager for Help for Heroes um, and I'd worked for them for a couple of years, although obviously seven months of that was um, in furlough, so not actually doing anything. Um, before that, I worked mostly in hospitality and events. Um, so I was head of events for the British Museum. Um, that was kind of my last events role. Um, and I was looking to, to change direction um, and get a better work-life balance, which is one of the reasons I moved to Help for Heroes. Um, and then, as Tessa said, the sessions that I've had with her have really helped me kind of come up with a vision um, for what I want to do now, given that fundraising and events aren't really in demand um, in the middle of a pandemic. So, you know, it's a really good time for me to change direction and think about what else I might want to do. Please, can you give us some insight into what tools and techniques you use with you that you found particularly helpful for you at this time in your life? Um, well, I think the, from the first conversation that we had, um, I was at quite a low point um, and I don't think I'd really realised that that was the case. So when she took me through the scoring of the kind of the five areas um, and looking at my well-being, I scored quite low in um, quite a few of the areas. And I don't think because I'd been stuck in this sort of limbo of furlough, um, I don't think I'd realised that that was the case. I'm usually quite a positive and determined person. And I sort of ended up in a slump without really realising that I got there. So finding that that was the case was actually really helpful. And it did kind of spur me on um, to, to try and take in everything I could from the coaching and, and make some changes. And then we got to the third session for me was really a breakthrough because I'd been worrying through the whole thing that I was kind of fixed on what I'd always done and not really opening myself up to thinking about other possibilities. And we went through an exercise where I came up with, you know, if, if there were no restrictions whatsoever, what careers could I possibly want to do? What jobs would I want to do? Um, I think Disney Princess was the most out there one that I came up with. And we went through those and we scored them against um, the areas of interest and things that I enjoy doing. And actually, I came up with a career that fitted every one of my skills and my goals and my interests that I really hadn't ever considered as an option. 
Um, and that's the plan that I'm working on at the moment. And I think without Tessa, I would never have, have got there. I'd never have found that. That's excellent. And so how are you going to keep yourself moving forward and motivated? Um, well, as Tessa said, she discovered very quickly that I like structure and I like planning. Um, so we did quite a lot of work around how I structure my days, given that I'm not working at the moment. So I do essentially do what I would do at work. I write myself a to-do list. I structure in when during the day I'm going to do it. Um, and I make sure that kind of I'm hitting every goal on the action plan that I've been working on. Um, so I have a, a, well, I haven't completed it yet, but I've started writing an action plan that will take me through to pretty much this time next year um, of things that I want to do to start my own business where I need to get to. Um, and that's that's what for me will keep me on track is that goal and that structure and that planning um, activity. Superb. And so how do you feel now about 2021 in comparison to how you felt about it six months ago? Six months ago, dread was probably the, the word that I would describe for, you know, the next year of my life. Um, I was not going anywhere. I wasn't doing anything, obviously, like most of us. Um, and I really didn't have any idea where I wanted to get to. Um, but working with Tessa has really helped me kind of structure what I want to do next. And as I say, the activity around making an action plan, goal setting, having that vision has really helped me understand where it is that I want to get to and the path that I can take to get there um, and so that's what I'm working on at the moment I feel really positive about 2021 now I'm actually quite excited about um, you know what's in store and what's ahead for me and what I'm going to be able to do. Thank you so much Jenny and thank you so much Tessa. If you'd like to find out more about working with Tessa then she can be contacted at tessaarmstrong.co.uk. We're confident that anybody who attains an international authority for professional coaching and mentoring accreditation will be among the very best that the profession has to offer. So if you're someone who's interested in having some coaching and mentoring and want to find an accredited coach, mentor or trained provider, or if you're a professional who's interested in becoming accredited, then please go to our website, coach-accreditation.services. And finally, if there's a topic that you would like me to cover on future episodes of Both Sides of the Coin, then I would love to hear from you. My email, jenny.podcast at coach-accreditation.services. Bye for now.